on the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss. And that's the winner. That's the winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith parks one in the right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. And the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two. And a home run by the Wizard. Go crazy. Swinging it along one into left field. Adios. Goodbye. And maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark. And the Cardinals lead by the score of 7-5. to five, And they may go to the World Series on that one, folks. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. And with that, welcome to That's a Winner podcast. I'm Ryan Jenkins, and uh, with me is Josh Brown. Uh, welcome to the first um, of many, hopefully, great podcasts. Hopefully so. How about that, huh? First yeah. crack at this. First go. So let's get right into it. Talk about Ali Marmol uh, is the new Cardinals manager, 51st manager um, in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, big deal, right? Uh, I think a big part of this, too, is the guy's only 35. Uh, which will make him the the youngest manager in Major League Baseball starting now. So that's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, I I uh, you know you don't ever think about that part because he was already like the youngest. Matt Holiday talked about that on something I listened to, but that he assumed he was already the youngest to ever be on a bench coach right now. So then he immediately goes in to be the youngest uh, manager, which is really nuts. Which is only like he's only like six months older than I am. So which is really crazy. But um, I. You know, whenever you think about Oliver Momar, we can think about all the negative stuff. I think there's plenty of people today. There's a lot of negative stuff. Last night, there's a lot of negative stuff. Um, but I might have been in on that a little bit. Yeah, I. but what I think about is he could be your next manager for the next 30 years, right? That hit me more today. And I think you would, you would imagine that's probably some of what they're going for, right? They want some sustainability. Um, you know, somebody mentioned, too, even with La Russa, I think it was, what, 11 years into him being manager of the Cardinals before he won that world series. So I think they want somebody with some longevity. They want somebody there for a long time. Honestly, I think Mo probably thought that was going to be Schilt. Um, did you see his comment about, he was asked about timeline and is it fair to say, you know, when you guys left LA that you weren't looking to hire a new manager? He said, yeah, that's fair to say. So I don't think, I mean, something clearly happened right at the end of those, those end of meetings at the end of the year. Well, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, we can, um, you know, go into that too, because obviously something happened with Schilt and philosophical differences is, uh, to me is a, an epic cop out of ways to get into it. I mean, philosophical differences, you bring in the, a prototypical, another version of Mike Schilt right now, right? He is grown up through the system. He was drafted by the Cardinals. He's been a manager through the Cardinals, been coaching for the Cardinals. He played, he talked about Tony LaRusa today, telling him stories um, out on the spring training field. Like he is another version of Schilt. So then you go and you hire him, but you had to get rid of Schilt. Like what happened? Interesting, right? Yeah. And, and Mosaic, he actually addressed that a little bit at the beginning of that press conference today. He said, our, exp our explanation on this was a bit, a bit vague of why we are here. And he kind of changed from, philosophical differences to, well, we had internal issues we felt could not be resolved. 
was the new line that he said today. I don't know if you caught that at the beginning. Yeah, and I, I thought that was an interesting um, part that he had to speak up on that. Like they put Bill DeWitt Jr. on first, and they let him talk and announce he wanted the clout to say here's the new manager, but then put on um, on Mazalock, and he's like, hey, by the way, I just want to clear up a little bit, but he cleared up nothing. Yeah. It was no clear up, but he had to go about that and say, oh, you know, there's this is kind of sort of what happened, but he changed nothing differently. So if you want to talk about that at all, we can. Like Mike Schilt is I don't see the difference in, in the two. Now, I don't I don't hate I didn't like Mike Schilt as a manager. I hadn't for three years. And I just thought he was a bad game manager more than anything. I don't, you know, I don't care about the standing up to John Mosellock or, or talking to the media or all those things. I just didn't think he, he operated very well um, on the field whenever we needed it. So, but Mosellock says that's not the reason why he's not the manager. So I, I just, I just don't understand the move. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm right there with you. Right. I mean, he even said he considered this year a success and that was something Mosellock said. So it wasn't about wins or losses. I think the phrasing of internal issues pretty much tells us, and him admitting, yeah, leaving L.A., flying home, yeah, I wasn't thinking of looking for a new manager. We weren't thinking of that being a thing. So I think that pretty much tells you that uh, whatever these end-of-year exit meetings that they had, something clearly came up that uh, rubbed Mosaic the wrong way. But it's surprising because everything we heard on the end of it with Schilt was that he was shocked, right? So you think, well, they must have had a blow-up. They must have gotten into this big argument. It's like, well – if that had happened, then Schilt probably wouldn't have been shocked <laughs> that he was fired. So the whole thing's really weird. Yeah, I don't think we have to rehash too much into it. Uh, and Ollie talked a little bit about, obviously, Schilt being a mentor, right? You know, he he scouted him. He signed, you know, signed him essentially when, when the Cardinals drafted him, I believe, in 2007 uh, before Anthony Rizzo, I saw it was. So that's interesting. And then uh, I saw another one. It was right before Jake Arrieta. Yeah. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. Um but yeah, I mean, I, he talked later too about, he pretty much said, you know, that, that he had spoken with Schilt um, and that he and Schilt were on good terms. I believe that's how he, he said it and that's how he would leave it. But it sounds like he got his blessing for that. I mean, I know Schilt, even in his uh, comments, said that, you know, Ollie had, I believe the phrase he used was my utmost respect. So I know that they're close friends as well. So it is interesting, right? There's got to be a little bit of worry from Cardinal Nation. And I kind of got that vibe on Twitter today. Even the thought of myself of, is this just a clone of Schilt? You know, because he, he, I mean, he was his right-hand man for the last three or four years, right? Well, what seems as if is that, that there was a, a disconnect between he and Jeff Albert, right? That's like the obvious part yeah. of it. And why didn't they just hire Jeff Albert to be the manager. Now I think Cardinal nation would have lost their minds and I would have been one of them. I, I think it just would have been just ridiculous. But the point is if you're so on board with everything that he has to say, and you're, you're buying in so heavily into everything that Jeff Albert says, then why not just make him the manager? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. And I think if that had happened, yeah, all of Twitter would have burned to the ground. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, cause look today was, John Mozeliak's entering of the hot seat. Yep. No matter what, he's he's on the hot seat starting today. If it doesn't work out in the next three years of in a World Series, I don't think they have to win a World Series. Um, I, I mean, obviously, that is the goal. But I don't think that they have to win a World Series um, in the next three years to be uh, a success. Because Matheny made one, made to one in 2013. 
but that was LaRusse's guys. And, you know, that was a lot of the carryover and some good moves by Mo really signing of guys to get there. And, but, um, Schilt didn't make one. He made the NLS and that was a gift. Um, and you know, this year we only made the playoffs because of a 17 game win streak. So yeah. I, I think anything, um, over that is, is successful, um, for Ollie and for John Mosaic. But that's the thing is if he doesn't do that, it's not about Ollie Marmol. It's about, John Mazalock. And yeah. what do you have to do about that at that point? And I think uh Cardinals Nation is growing immediately frustrated with him already and says, This is your this is your last chance. Now if Bill DeWitt Jr. believes that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're clearly on the same page. And I think Mo's got job security just with his relationship with with DeWitt. Um, we've talked about this some, you know, DeWitt DeWitt is different from other MLB owners. He's probably more involved than most owners, at least in the day-to-day. He talked about how he and Mosaic have conversations um, every day, almost at least several times a week about what's going on. But yeah, it's, it's just interesting, man. This whole thing is interesting to me. It, you know, you talk about this year, Mosaic saying it was a success making it to the wild card, right? It took a 17 game winning streak. And it, not only that, it took three other teams pretty much crashing and burning, even with us having that 17 game winning streak. And so, but Ollie did say something today when asked about, you know, the timeline going into 2022. And is this, is this the year, is this the season to be able to win? And he did say, he said, you know, losing a wild card game or losing in the NLCS is no different. Sure. There's some pride in making it a little further, but we want to win a championship. And if we don't, that's a disappointment. And I would have loved to seen the camera on John Mozeliak as he said that. Maybe there's a little cringe, right? I don't know. But I loved it. I would hope Cardinal Nation loved to hear that, right? That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, you can look back on the season, have a little bit of pride for where you made it. But at the end of the day, if you're not winning a World Series, it should be a disappointment, at least for Cardinals fans, right? It's not for Padres fans. When the last time they've made it to the World Series, they're just happy to be out there and see Tatis and Machado hitting home runs. Well, I, I think a part of that question goes with that is, um, does he mean it? Is it just manager speak? Right. Or is it because, you know, John Mazzella doesn't say that. Bill DeWitt doesn't say that. Mike Schilt didn't say that. Mike Matheny didn't say that. So, but it's easily said by people, right? It's easily said, you know, if we don't win at all, it's a, it's a disappointment. And I think that's what we as fans want to hear. Right. But is it, is it true? I hope it's true. And if that's really how he feels, then I think that's different than the past guys, than the most recent. I think Tony Arusa believes that. I think he's upset this year. The Chicago White Sox didn't win at all. And he's disappointed because he felt that he had the team to do so. So I, I, you know, I, I love the quote. It was my favorite quote of the entire press conference, but do I believe it? You know, that's, that's the only thing. Was it just manager speak of, you know, a lot of BS or was it something from his heart that he truly, truly believed? Right. And I think we'll find that out, right. The next, the next few seasons, but to your point, Mosaic's on the hot seat now. And I think this is going to be something for him. It's it's going to make his bow ties feel tight. It's going to be uncomfortable because he's not typically the one on the hot seat, right? I mean, we go through and we you know, pick apart Schilt, and, and you always do that with every manager, the decisions that they make in-game and all that. But now, I mean, this is squarely on Mo. Like, even, even me as a fan that wasn't super excited about Ollie being named manager, I'm not going to be blaming Ollie Marmol next season if the Cardinals don't make a deep playoff run or get to the world series or whatever it is, that's going to be on, on John Mozeliak. It's like, you've got clearly the philosophy that you're wanting to go with now and what you're wanting to run with. And man, it, it better work. 
You know, and I wonder what that uh, that philosophy really is, right? Um, they talk in circles and circles and circles about what the philosophy is or isn't. Um, and if that means, where did we mess up this year? Whenever in June, was it uh, Jeff Albert's way that we were losing? Or was it Mike Schilt's way? Because Tommy Fan, uh, Tommy Fan, Tommy Edmund, you know, spoke that they weren't prepared in, in June. They weren't doing the right things. Now, was that because Schilt wasn't bought in to Jeff Albert's way? Or was that um, Jeff Albert leading them and, and then they went back to the basics and uh, got back with Schilt? That's the big part of it. And um, today, a part of that um, press conference, they asked um, them about Jeff Albert. He was asked, you know, what's your relationship with Jeff Albert and, and where do you go from there? So I have a little bit of that. Gosh, I've known Jeff for a long time now. Uh, me and Jeff are, are good friends. He was uh... – when he was with the Cardinals, I believe in 08, we were together. Uh, both of us lived in, in Jupiter during the off season and spent a lot of time together. Our family spent a lot of time together. Uh, even when he was with Houston, we spent a good bit of time together in, in Jupiter. Um, I've recently moved up north a little bit and he's done the same. But as far as knowing each other, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. Uh, my relationship with Jeff is, is a good one. Um, and I'm looking forward to continuing to collaborate with him as well. As a quick follow-up, how would you say your hitting philosophies align? Yeah, great question. Um, I think if you just look at the game and, and where the game's headed and you look at the teams that are in the playoffs and what they do well, um, it's, it's been stated quite a bit throughout the year what that philosophy is. I mean, you have to drive baseball, you got to walk, you got to be able to do those things. Um, holistically, I think being well-rounded is, is also part of this, but as far as do my views align with Jeff's to answer your question? Yes, they do. Um, there's some things with regarding messaging that we'll improve upon in order to get our players to do what he's wanting them to do and what they need to do in order to have success. But overall, um, a simple answer would be our philosophies align. What I got from that is Jeff Albert's here. Jeff Albert's going to stay and we're going to stick on what we've built up over the last couple of years of analytics and the data that goes in with it. And yeah, our philosophies align, except he doesn't have the great message is what I gathered. I mean, I don't know what it really, really means, but I, I got it that Jeff Albert's not a great communicator yeah. and this is how we're going to kind of break it down. I'm going to do a better job of communicating, which I got from Ollie in the whole press conference. You know, I've only heard him speak just on the podcast, Matt Holiday's podcast that I listened to today uh, of his interview with uh, Ollie and his wife. That's the first time I ever heard him speak, and then today um, at the press conference. So he speaks very well, and I think that he can communicate that very well. But it sounds like Jeff Albert can't communicate as well, but they're going to be going with his analytical data. Yeah, so put your pitchforks away, Cardinal Nation. Yeah. Uh, which is still, right, it's still a mystery. Like, who do we blame for May, June, and a, and a good chunk of July, right? And the Tommy quote is telling – and we tried to get some clarity on this from Twitter, from some of the, you know, the beat writers who essentially said, Hey, we wrote stories about this, go read it. But it, it's interesting. But I read those, yeah. I read them and, and I still, still didn't no find the answer. It was still hidden. And I even tweeted back and asked, what specifically are we looking for? What happened? Give me what your opinion is on it. And I couldn't get any answers. I mean, if there's an, if there's a hidden answer, I'd like to know, because I feel like no one really knows it, but everyone no. is like, as I said in the tweet, you're being coy about the situation. Like what, what is happening? I don't understand. Why is it got to be secretive from the media side? Like they're not in the pocket. They're not, you know, they don't want to ruffle feathers. Is that the only thing? I don't get it. I, I just don't understand. Like 
if it's Jeff, it, um, I think one of the responses was, it's not black and white. It's not ones and zeros. It's not that it's it was Albert or it was Schilt that was this way. And I get that, but which was failing? That's what right. we want to know. What That's, part was failing? If it was failing that it was the analytical part, then I'm terrified for next year. And yeah. Ali Marmol is not going to change that. No, no. And I think that that's that's what we're wondering right because it's just it was just one of those odd things this year i don't think the beat writers know honestly i don't think they i don't think they got a clear answer uh but tommy knew he knew who it was when he said it right now the players aren't gonna you know throw the manager or throw the hitting coach under the bus typically you're not gonna see that but no one asked to follow up no they didn't and and that question's got to be direct right like what changed for this 17 game win streak when the offense is averaging nearly six runs a game something changed was it we finally decided to listen to jeff albert and what he was trying to implement and you know ollie did a good job of helping us communicate what that was or was it schilt doing better you know pre-game prepping and saying hey no we're going to go back to the basics moving runners over hitting with runners in scoring position because we saw both of that we saw the big home runs which was mainly tyler o'neill popping out 13 in the month and Goldschmidt, I think had nine or 10. So we saw a lot of the power, but we did see a lot better of the hitting with runners in scoring position, moving runners over, stealing some bases. But yeah, it's just, it, that question is left unanswered. And I think um, it's pretty clear there with Ollie's comments that, that he one he and Jeff are very close. They sound like they're really good friends. And yeah, it sounds like he's going to help with the messaging this year. And, and let's hope, let's hope it works, man. Let's hope that's what they were doing. <laughs> They're in the 17 game hitting streak. Yeah. That, and if they weren't, then what? I mean, that's like we were going back to the Cardinal basics, right? The Cardinal way, which the George Kissel book, right? The whole Schilt dynamic of everything that why you would like Schilt. And that's why they wanted to keep the, the, the consistency from, from another person inside the, the helm, right? But what did Schilt want? Did he want uh, more players? Did he want to not have to play? Paul DeYoung, did he want to not have to play, you know, Matt Carpenter? Like, you know, he played him a lot. And Mike Matheny would have played anyone on the roster at that time as well. Um, but one of the other questions, uh, part of the um, the press conference today was autonomy uh, with, um, with what they're going to allow Ollie to do. And um, this is what uh, Mosaic had to say about that. Well, I think we'll keep doing it the way we always have. We've given the manager a lot of autonomy on how he thinks about lineups, how he thinks about using his pitching staff. But to to echo what Ollie said, I mean, there is a level of collaboration with what you have going on upstairs. I mean, when you think about analytics and, and you hear things like the performance department or, or baseball dev, these are all groups that are looking at, at data to help make your the best decisions possible. So you know, having Ollie be working with that, having his coaching staff work with that is something that we want to continue. But, you know, ultimately we're hiring him to be the manager. And so he will be given some autonomy. He'll be given some autonomy. Some was the key word in, in that part. And I think the big part of it in the Twitter verse of yes, man, is what keeps on popping up uh, for Ali Marmol. He's going to be the yes man for John Mozeliak. It was Schilt not the yes man whenever he was groomed all right. the way through the entire organization was Mike Matheny handpicked to never be, never had any managerial experience. Wasn't he picked to be the yes man, all of these intern, no matter who it was, with a stubby clap, if it was any of them, anyone that was currently in the organization was picked, it would still be the exact same. It was still going to put John Mazalak on the hot seat starting today. 
it didn't matter who it was. Now, if they went outside, who, more of what I wanted to see was Carlos Beltran get an interview. I don't know if he ever did. Skip Schumacher get some opportunity. Even Matt Holiday, which I have, you know, not a ginormous fan of my, Matt Holiday, but um, I think those are the type of looks of someone that's outside the organization but understands the original ca- Cardinal way, right? Yeah. And it, what changed? What's the difference? Is he going to be the yes man? I mean, he said he's not. I was going <laughs> to say, he said, he, he said he's not, right? And he said that that's not the way he wants to operate and that, uh, he, you know, he wants to be looking at all vantage points and, and uh, philosophies of things. But I think the word he used was, I don't know if it was cohesion, essentially like being on the same page, right? And that's, so when we're Schilt, you know, when was Schilt not on the front page of the office? It sounds like it was just in the last two weeks. Right. Whenever he asked for something, right? Or when he was upset about something. And part of the uh, press conference, they talked about uh, Dave Roberts and his decision-making of the opener and pretty much said, I don't really have all the say here. I only get one vote is what he, Dave Roberts said in the quote. And today in the press conference, they asked, what was Ollie's role in decision-making um, before, during the game, before the game, before after the game, during the game, like what, where does he make a, a point to be able to make those decisions? Uh, and John Mozeliak uh, followed up with this. Yeah. So I, I don't think like our front office is overly active with how you're thinking about like pregame preparation or, or even like what Ollie was trying to articulate is, is when, when, you start the game, there's almost like a script on how you want to think about following it. You know who's available, who isn't, you know, in certain scenarios, if you're winning, who you're going to use versus who you're, if you're losing. And all that we try to do from the front office standpoint is give these guys the tools in the toolbox to help make the best decision. Um, you know, if, if they want to have like an open discussion on, on how we think about bullpen usage or starting pitcher usage, you know, we certainly will welcome that, but we're not like running downstairs and, and I'm not throwing a piece of paper on his desk saying like, this is who you're going to put in the lineup today. This is what your order is going to be. And this is who you're going to close the game with. Tonight. Like that just doesn't happen. This is much more organic. We want, we just want to give our major league staff resources that allow them to make the best decisions possible. And obviously from a analytical standpoint, we have the horsepower up here to help them do that. And, you know, obviously, as, as Ali has stated, we want it to be a collaborative environment. We want it to be one that uh, is a two-way street and one that we can have just open conversations on this. And and that's what we're going to welcome. And, you know, candidly, we, we've had that in a lot of ways. So, you know, not a lot's changing there. It's, it's ultimately going to be just, um, you know, giving them the tools to make the best decisions. And that's John Mazalak talking today in the press conference. And and that was probably my second favorite quote of the entire um, press conference. Uh, the one of Ali wanting to be a disappointment not to win a World Series. And then him, uh, Mazalak, saying, I'm not running down to his office and, and, and giving him the lineup. Now, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I think that some teams do that. I, I oh, think yeah. that Dave Roberts doesn't really have that control. Obviously, we learned that in the, in the last series whenever he told – who has to start the game. Um, I think that's, so I'm happy to hear that the Cardinals aren't doing that. Uh, but I don't know if I completely believe it, but, yeah. but it also things back to Schilt time whenever he would make terrible decisions, which I think was his biggest flaw was making in-game decisions. So John Mazalon and build a junior warrant or Gersh, even if he's even still with the team, but are, <laughs> is, are they saying 
shield that was a terrible move we can't go to x y or z there you know he's been killed there you know what you know if so they're not getting involved with those conversations maybe sometimes they need to be involved in those conversations uh you know i'm kind of up and down on what i want in that scenario but i don't want someone making out the lineup like you like you you know you talked about yeah clearly so and 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 i think obviously there it wasn't as much of a collaborative effort there between Shilton the front office as they wanted. And I give credit to the Dodgers, right? I mean, I know David Roberts said that he's, you know, only one vote, but that was collaborative, right? They, I mean, even down to the players, they asked Urias about it. They asked Canable who, who was the opener in that uh, game five of the NLDS. So they had everybody on board. I think part of the difference with the Dodgers is I'm, I would imagine Dave Roberts with the Dodgers can go and does go and ask for that help. Hey, we need another pitcher. Bowers out, you know, we need another starter. And so the front office goes and does that. But by the same token, the front office, the ownership, spending all that money, if they're going to do that, it sounds like they have a little bit more leeway to kind of influence some of those decisions like the openers. Right. He doesn't make that decision of who's going to start, but he does ask for more help. And then that leads you back to Mike Schilt. Uh, Did he ask for too much? Is that what happened? I mean, did he ask for a shortstop? Yeah. Did he ask for... Uh, a DH for next year. I mean, what, what did he, I mean, is that where it was? Cause I'm with him on that part. If yeah. that's what we wanted, um, you know, we want, I think most of the Cardinal nation wants another shortstop trade out the young and, and, you know, we, that's where we need to go. That's where the, obviously the, the opportunity is this off season. And we can talk about that at a different time, but um, especially with the, the lockout looming December 1st, you would assume yeah. we'll have plenty of things to talk about of nothing moving on. So, um, you know, where do you want to, where do you want to go from here? We have about, uh, four minutes left. Yeah. There were a few interesting things, right? When we kind of, you and I kind of dug in today on who Ali Marmol is, came across a podcast, um, back from July, really this year recently with Matt holiday over at sports spectrum, uh, faith-based podcast, faith and sports. And it was really interesting. I mean, they kind of got, more into their faith, but also just who Ali is, his baseball story. He's an entrepreneur as well, which is kind of interesting, some of the business they have going on. But uh, the big thing I got out of that is he and Matt Holiday are also big friends, right? Great friends, it sounds like. And so um, that was kind of interesting, just thinking, speculating a little bit about the bench coach, right? That's the last vacant position they have to fill, unless, of course, they go with Pop Pop Warner or Stubby Clap, then you're filling another role, you know, first or third base role. So maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Let's speculate a little bit. Are we going to see Matt Holiday uh, coaching at first base in 2022? I don't think so. Now, I think what I think who you have to hire is someone with experience uh, would make the most sense. Um, I don't think that necessarily a stubby clap. I don't think that's Pop Warner. I don't think that's necessarily Skip Schumacher. Now, are they going to do that? I don't know, right? But I think to make the most sense, you have a rookie manager, a 35-year-old, the youngest in Major League Baseball. You would think you would put someone next to him with some experience of some sort, right? You would think. Um, I don't know, but you you can't go outside at this point, outside of the organization, right? So I think the most likely candidate is going to be Stubby Clap. Yeah. I don't think that's who it should be, probably based on what you have in front of you. Um, Matt Holiday, I don't, I don't think Matt Holiday is going to, do take any of those types of jobs unless he was offered a manager job um, with his kids in high school and he travels all over the country for uh, games and his son's really good. Right. So he doesn't want to miss out on those opportunities. So I don't think that he's going to be leaving uh, his volunteer coaching job at Oklahoma state right now uh, because of a, 
a bench job. I don't think, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And Ollie spoke a lot about leaning on the staff that he has, right. To be able to gain, you know, that experience, at least on the job this year, being on the same page, obviously he's going to be leaning on guys that are already there. Uh, Jeff Jones with the Bellevue news Democrat, the Cardinals beat writer there tweeted after the conference today and, and said that Marmol spoke today about the trust and cohesion cohesion he, that he shared with Schilt and that he views as necessary in that position, either Stubby Clapp or Pop Warner, who held the job in 2018, could get there. So, yeah, those those guys you would think are probably the most likely to. They've been there. They, they've got a little bit more experience, right? Especially think of Stubby Clapp. I think he's 48, 49 years old. He led the Memphis Redbirds to, I think, back-to-back championships right and yeah at least 2017 2018 or 2016 2017 so i think that's what it's going to be i think it's gonna be still be yeah. clap and, but then, be then you got to move guys around from there um but uh, i think that's just the way it's going to end up going and then you then you're going to bring in someone else probably some other young guy maybe someone that ollie uh, likes uh that he's been close with and coming up with as well through the organization or outside the organization um but i think that's the, the most likely yeah that's uh, one name well i've the name has escaped me, but one one name brought up today was the now Memphis Redbirds head coach, uh, manager there. And I'm, I can't remember the guy's name, but that was one name that was brought up. Maybe that's pushed up internally, right? If it is Stubby Clap, you know, that's that's brought over as the bench coach, then maybe somebody from Memphis comes up and fills that first base role. All right. Well, that's the, all the time that we're going to uh, go on the first day here. Um, you know, not a lot of huge breaking news going on today or of uh, um, things to get into. We plan on having a lot of good guests. I have um, uh, Brennan Gordon's going to go- join us. Brennan is the voice of Madden. He also does a lot of games on uh, Fox Sports 1. He does um, Big Ten Network, all kinds of stuff. He's going to join us at, at some point. We have um, just a lot of people that we're going to try and get into with the broadcasting world. And and hope you guys keep on listening and uh, share with your friends and appreciate the time.